Welcome to the Reality of Verbal Therapy podcast. Today we have a wonderful treat for you. We're going to talk about with the ladies that put together our magazine, the When It's Smoking, It's Cooking, When It's Burnt, It's Done. Yeah, but before we begin, we want to um, inform you of our disclaimer. Do not feel that by listening to this podcast that we have dispensed medical advice to you or have given you the ability to treat yourself or others with this information. We do not directly or indirectly dispense medical advice or prescribe the use of herbs as a form of treatment for sickness without medical approval. It's not the intent of this podcast to diagnose, diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information from the herbalist's point of view, only for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But the publisher and authors assume no responsibility. So we'll let Dr. James introduce our panel today. We've had for years uh, the need for uh, this magazine, but first I want to introduce the people that are here. Veronica, my wife, uh, is here. Jim, of course, is here. Uh, and then Jim's wife, Lynn, my oldest daughter. And then Elise, what number are you as far as daughters go? Nine. Nine. You're the ninth. You're going to have to talk a little louder than that sweet little soft voice. Over the years, we uh, people have wanted Veronica to write down recipes, write down recipes, write down recipes, and it's just, it just, it just has never really happened. You know, she'll work on a computer, and then boom, everything she does disappears. You know how that is; it goes into never, never land. So then, it takes another two or three years to get her to even touch the computer again. <clears throat> this magazine is a compilation of recipes that begin to train people for those. Uh, ardent health food people and uh, they look through this magazine they go oh my goodness they're using this and they're using that we are working with all kinds of people in varying levels of education uh, some that have never ever made in any bread or any cooked anything at all so we we need you to understand that this is a teaching magazine there's always something better to do but if we have a recipe that has white flour and white sugar and stuff like that in it, you need to realize that we're dealing, that recipe is dealing with people that use excitotoxins, additives, preservatives in their, in their they get a mix and they mix it up. And, and just making that nasty recipe with your own ingredients and eliminating the excitotoxins is an advantage and a step up. We're going to use this as a teaching platform. So... This is the the reason we wanted to do it. It's made a we've gotten a lot of response and people liking this. Share it with your friends, please. Uh, and also, if you have questions or or, or I, things you'd like to know about, email that to us. Uh, in the show notes, I guess they call that. Mm -hmm. We'll put the e uh, email address you can uh, send questions into. So uh, February, February. Uh, and this is our sixth issue, so we've actually been doing it for six months, and you guys are getting used to it right now, aren't you? Yeah, yep. It's still a pretty hectic time about the end of the month with with uh, wanting to po post it and get it up, and we try to get it up by at least by the, the first of the month. Midnight on the first is our deadline. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we really need to introduce Elise. Elise has been the the point of the arrow on this whole project. She's been the one that spearheaded this whole program. Uh, so, Elise, why'd you pick these recipes this month? 
It wasn't just me that picked them. Me and Mom were the ones that did it. We picked them because they're things we eat all the time and it's easy to get them in the magazine. And besides that we have, we're trying to stay away from um, um, using white things. And so we're trying to, in the main of this, stay away from using flour and milk and things like that. So we're doing that. So then this this magazine was stay away from white. Okay. We, we thought that we would like to introduce the idea of people in their just in their eating regime, if they didn't change anything else, if they would put in their hearts and think, if I stayed away from white flour, white sugar, white pastas, white rice, and anything that has the sugars in it, like sodas, if you just told yourself, I'm going to stay away from sugar and white flour, what would you eliminate in your life? And I think... I'm Any fast food. We think that it would eliminate so many excitotoxins and everything, that it would clean up your diet just by eliminating those couple of things. Mm-hmm. And, if you're, and if you're new to this podcast and you're not familiar with the word uh, excitotoxins, look on our podcast list. We've talked about excitotoxins a little bit. Uh, give you a, 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 an idea how devastating they are t- to your health. You know, it's interesting. Uh, family discussions, we just talk and talk and talk and... And I guess, guess we got a little bit speaker shy here. Elise, out of all of our 11 kids, is probably the most reserved kid unless we get her wound up. So we should have wound, wound this discussion up and then turned it on, and then you'd see Elise really performing and talking and, and putting out her opinion. Well, she sets you straight. Now, I have a question. This is eliminating uh, white, but you got a brownie recipe in that. How did that happen? It's Valentine's Day this month. Also, we have this brownie recipe in here because it is a very large one. So it's something that you would mix up and divvy out into portions so that you could have it in the freezer or whatever so you don't have to go to the store to buy a brownie mix. You have made one excitotoxin-free. So how, how big does this make it? I mean, is it big well, enough for Lynn's family? Well, with the, it's pretty funny with the, so it's excitotoxin free because you get to control what the ingredients are in it. The recipe would work for anybody who wants to use their normal, um, really nasty bleached flour that's enriched with their nasty sugar, with their nasty, they could do that. Or they can up it and use their their unbleached, unbromated flour and their um, natural sugars and their, it's, it's just really an amazing recipe. But it was a really funny story getting the getting the recipe together. Elise and Mom had helped to make the pictures and get all the recipes together and everything. And then when it goes to editing, we have a few different people go through it. And um, in the beginning, the recipe had nine cups of flour and 15 cups of sugar in it because it's a mix. And that would make like 17 batches for a certain size pan of brownies. But as the editing team got on it, some of them totally freaked out at nine cups of flour because the bag of flour they buy doesn't even hold nine cups. And um, I was giggling because I have um, eight children. And for me, nine cups of flour only feeds us brownies for a month. So, um, so it was really fun to see everybody's different perspectives on the same recipe. Um, and then, so then we got to talk about, okay, what is the middle ground? What would our people like? Would, would 
Um, people rather have to shrink the recipe for their family size, or would we rather put a smaller recipe in and then have to double or triple it if they have a family as big as mine? So it was really fun putting it together. And then Elise said for pictures that on this one, they decided to do the... The uh, cut the brownie out as a heart, and she did an amazing thing with the strawberries, cutting them out looking like X's and O's. And I mean, it was just really fun putting it together and coming up with the with what we could do to help our people to have those good snacks that keep them from wanting to go and buy junk at the local grocery store. So then the recipes are mixes. Yes, that you can stick in your freezer or mm-hmm. something like that. So so don't freak out. This is not. We're not expecting you to cook this big recipe up and eat it all at, at, in one night. It's a, yeah. it's sti- stick it in portions. So what kind of portions your family would need? Is there kind of some help there? Like, like for instance, uh, if I got four people, I, I put one cup in the recipe, or one cup in the has, plastic bag and then freeze that or what? Well, it has, yeah, it has a certain amount to put in a bag um, for your, for the size pan you would want to use. It's got that it gives a suggestion on how much you should use. Okay, so what what you what we're suggesting in the what you girls are suggesting in this magazine is that you can take control of your snacks if you if you make this big batch up and then store little recipe bags or Ziploc bags or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? People have asked us something that they want to know all the time is how can I put things together for a week? Or for a month, instead of having to put everything together today. And that can be a lot of work. So this recipe and these recipes, these mixes, are so that you can mix up ahead of time, have them in the freezer, so that you have instant food. Do you have a list of the of the recipes that you have? You, you get brownies. What else you got? And the brownies kind of snuck in there at the last because it was Valentine's Day and we hadn't addressed Valentine's Day. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in February, the recipes are, um, we have the brownie mix and we have a pancake mix that's just all whole wheat. It's uh, it's an awesome recipe we've used how for many, years. How many cups of sugar, I mean, how many cups of flour do you use in that? That one's only, hang on, let me grab that real quick. It's going to be a bit. It's only nine cups of flour. It's only nine cups of flour. So for my family of eight children, that's not worth a mix for me. I'd have to double mine or triple mine to make a mix. But then it's big for some other people. But But it's an awesome recipe. But then it's six times of somebody getting to have it. Like my little family, this one of the recipes that we suggest you make up, it take it will give you six times. You can have it six different times in the month or in the week or whatever it is six, you decide so, that you're going to have it. Okay, so on these recipes, I didn't look, and I, I think this is kind of unfair to, you to ask this question, but I'm going to anyways. Do the recipes say how many pancakes it'll make or... An approximation. Yes, the pancake recipe does say that. Okay, so so if your family only eats four pancakes in a meal, then you know how to. How to yeah, you would know how out. to adjust okay. it. Yeah. And then there's some other things. We have those two mixes that are in here, but then we also have a crock pot lentil soup that is, oh my goodness, tastes really good. And then um, cashew nut milk. So many people buy their nut milks or buy their their fancy milk that isn't from a cow. The rice milk. Yeah, the rice milk and the other stuff. So we put in there. Um, a cashew nut milk because it is so easy to make and so versatile. But then we also at that we noted that we have used it for our children, our infants that we can use it for a supplement if you're going to be gone and you can't pump Oh my or... goodness, no baby formula. Mm-hmm. 
Do your babies like that? My babies don't like the bottle, but they like the taste of what's in it. They <laughs> <laughs> so drip it out. I, I, we had a mommy. Didn't you have an experience with one of our grandkids and uh, a breastfed baby? And they, uh, you made some nut milk for him one day. You was watching him. Hello. Yep. Come yes. on, Mom. Jump in there. I've done that. That's what I would do before I do anything else. I'd give well, what, him some nut milk. What was, uh, what's that last baby that was Lisa got? Dan. Dan? What was Dan's reaction when he had nut milk and it wasn't Mama? Oh, he loved what came out of that bottle, but that nipple was really foreign. Okay, so it just dripped good stuff down <laughs> his throat. I guess most kids are used to bottles, though. Mine aren't. So, <laughs> we need to touch on here. I think it's fun. So. The. Yeah, that touches on an ar- another article that's in our magazine. We have a really fun, um, the the girls in the family had made it up years ago, I think, an article on, um, it's just on baby dinner, which is a um, just what we actually call where the breast milk comes from. Um, and it's just a really fun article, and then it has links at the bottom on why you'd want a nurse and why nursing is important, and um, actually there's diseases for the children and for the mother that you don't get if you nurse. So it's a, it's a really fun article, and that was our focus in articles in the magazine this month, is on mothers. So we have the, the one on nursing, and then we also have an article on our top ten um, suggestions for pregnancy because among us like even just with us three sitting in here we've had um almost two dozen children totally uh totally natural home home births and um no drugs and all sorts of stuff so uh the the advice we have is the advice we have and the and the suggestions have been very tried and true and have worked for us very well and also for our friends and and other family members that don't go 100% natural, but these things can make a difference no matter how someone decides to have a baby. I want to go back to the to the nut milks. You know, a, lot of, a lot of times uh, there's a... Society can't make up its mind about breastfeeding. You know, it's good, it's bad. It's good, it's bad. It's good, it's bad. And then now we've got a militant group that are just... You know, figure they can nurse anywhere, anywhere, anyhow, and you know, so it it it, just, it vacillates about breastfeeding. Um, and when you talk about nut milks and different things, they it, 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 invariably they say, "Well, does it have all the all the other nutrients?" Well, if the mother has a good basic diet and she's breastfeeding the kid, the the little folic acid that they're missing maybe in a nut milk. Uh, a, will be made up. So we're not saying exclusively feed your babies with nut milks. That's not what I'm, we're saying. The occasional, you know, we watched our grandkid and, and, the, and the dairy cow decided to go off and have a date and go into town, you know, and we had to have other substitutes. But mom has done some really amazing things with nut milks. You make gravy out of that, don't you? I do. So uh, more information, mom. We use the we use actually the nut milk for almost everything in some of our past um, in some of our past issues issues of the magazine we've done there was actually gravy and there was some other things and with any of them you can replace you can use nut milk instead of 
cow milk. I use nut milk in my pancakes when I do it instead of just water. Um, and then I use we use nut milk in almost everything. We trade out my children, which is going to be in an, a future issue of the magazine. They always love to make a nut milk ice cream with strawberries. Um, and it is really, really good, and they have no dairy in it, so it's now, so it's pretty cool. Now, we don't object to dairy if it's actual dairy versus dairy products. Yeah. Most people in America eat dairy products. When you pasteurize and homogenize and, and, and that kind of stuff to milk that's been, uh, has injected cows with RBGH, you know, those are things you need to avoid. But milk, on the whole, if you squeeze it out of the cow or get it the best that you can get it, is good, wholesome food. We don't have an objection to dairy products. I mean, dairy. We have an objection to dairy products. Yeah, well, because with my kids, I noticed I noticed that um, we thought they had a milk allergy. We would go and visit people, and they would only get milk there because we did the nut milk and whatever at home, and they would have cow milk, and they would have headaches and allergies and all sorts of stuff in no time flat. But what it was, it was the processed milk. When I would buy raw milk, they had no problem. They could eat that for every meal. They could have it with anything. They could even have chocolate milk when I make my own chocolate syrup, and they had no reactions to it. But if I went and bought the homogenized or pasteurized milk in the store, they instantly had all sorts of problems with it. Well, that's, that's another thing also is that several times here on the farm we've had a dairy cow. We have a dairy cow until everybody's tired of milk in the dairy cow. Because a dairy cow requires some real uh, maintenance. Uh, the first time we had a dairy cow, you kids, I mean, just drank all the milk you could drink, and you just had you had no problems. You flourished, and then the cow died. I think you kids prayed it dead because you were tired of milking it. <clears throat> well, we started bringing milk home from the city because you had a, a, a craving. You were used to drinking milk, and without exception, you kids could tell us whether it was poured out of a, of a cardboard box or out of a plastic jug because you could taste it. And then you begin to develop those green, nasty, gunky, snotty noses. And the only thing that had changed is is city milk versus farm milk. And that, that's pretty much what you're talking about with your kids this last go-around, is that they flourish with good, wholesome uh, farm milk, but you have to really look for a good source of, of milk in the city. What would you suggest as far as that? Are there some brands or some ideas? It all depends on location across the country and around the world. There's, I mean, you're going to have to research and find your well, let's options. Let's talk about Albuquerque. Okay, in Albuquerque. There are, um, it's actually kind of hard to find. Some of the health food stores carry it. They carry raw goat milk, for sure, but cow milk sometimes um, goes under fire, so it's, it's hard. illegal in Albuquerque. Yeah, I think it's illegal in there'll Albuquerque, be some but Albuquerque we found some suppliers. City, there'll be some Albuquerque, I mean, city ordinances, but it can be obtained in the county. Yeah, it can be obtained in the county. Sometimes you have to look like on Craigslist and somebody will have it. Or um, I know there is a supplier in Bosque Farms. Um, I don't have those names on me as far as um, where you can get it, and it's randomly, and it's in high demand. Once people find out about it, the dairies cannot keep up with the raw milk because people want it so much so thank you um where are we at where are we at 
Um, I think that's pretty much everything we covered in the magazine. We always put a few articles. We in mentioned our these three, but we haven't really talked about them. I'm just we'll start talking about them. <laughs> yeah, the we put in a uh, what is that? Fajita. Yeah, a low carb vegan fajita, which is oh my goodness. So good with corn tortillas and then whatever veggies you want to put in it. But we have a few suggestions here, and some rice and um, it's it's really my good. My kids love it. I train my kids to love vegetables. They'll eat anything I cook. I have some sisters that have very picky children, but my kids love vegetables. Oh, um, we won't talk about picky. <laughs> there, there is be there is in training people in the health industry. I mean, I have patients that you know they're adults and they don't like vegetables, or their kids don't like vegetables. If you'll start sneaking sprouts into their diet, you know, just it doesn't have to be a whole bunch, but you start bringing sprouts into their diet, they will their taste buds change, and then then they they will branch out into more vegetable eating. Uh, I've noticed that. Well, sprouts make a big difference. In later magazines, we can also show how we can, you can blend it up, and they'll never know it's there, but they get it anyways. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about crock pots versus soups. What's the difference? I mean, why The difference you... between doing stovetop and a crock pot? Yeah, what's the deal? You can walk away. And take care of your babies. So pretty much any soup recipe can be crock-potted? You can crock-pot all sorts of things. It doesn't just have to be soups. Yeah. What's the advantage of a crock-pot? Well, a crock-pot for, like, for Elise, because she has lots of little kids, for her, it's she knows dinner's made no matter how the day turns out. But then there's lots of people that they work all day, or their kids are off at school, or just being able to plan it ahead of time and dinner's already done no matter what happens in the Mm -hmm. evening. It really makes a difference. So you just get to plan it, you get to put it in the crock-pot in the morning, and you have your meal made. Um, for you in the evening, and it's good for you. Then, I mean, if you had a a pot, uh, like a crock pot going when you left for work, you would be much less inclined to stop and pick up some fast food on the way home if you knew you had something in the pot when you got there. Mm -hmm. So it really helps with a good diet. The only thing I've seen is with crock pots, if you leave it alone, you do need to come home and stir it a little bit and cook it a little bit more to get the beans that were floating soft. Well, and if you're gonna leave for a while, you you can um, comp- you can um, put a little bit extra water in there or something, so then you know that it's going to take all that water instead of just putting in just the bit minimal. When you're around and stuff, you don't have to use as much water sometimes, but when you leave, you need to put in extra so then you don't burn it sometimes. Or you can cook the top beans. Mm-hmm. So so. Uh, I think it's awesome to be able to throw something in a crock pot and come home and be able to be fed because it's on the way home from work. You realize, oh my goodness, it's going to take me 30, 45 minutes to get something to eat and I'm starving. And we end up stopping at fast food restaurants, which has the worst food that we could possibly choose, especially when we're hungry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. I didn't notice you had a little thing about Hippocrates in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, our opening statement in every magazine, it is um, the, the quote from Hippocrates, let your food be your medicine, and your medicine be your food, by Hippocrates. Well, that sounds like an MD. 
Yep. <laughs> the, the, the MDs claim Hippocrates, but Hippocrates was not an allopathic physician. Uh, he was an herbalist, which I think is pretty interesting. Well, we love that food can be our medicine, but also people are transitioning, like just like Dr. James said in the opening, that um, we do this magazine for people of all levels of health. So we have our, like the lentil soup that is in here is top of the line health, um, really good for but you, no matter how so you need good. to eat, and it tastes absolutely amazing. Yet the brownies is a beginner recipe or a get you off excitotoxins type recipe, I would think. But it's helping people from all levels and all walks of life. When we see a family that is used to eating out all the time, buying all sorts of instant food, and never... Um, never really cooked much of anything themselves or if they did make snacks it was out of a box or it was um, out of a can or something when they switch just to making their own mix and just to making their own soup and just change up a few ingredients in their lives attitudes on their children change headaches go away all sorts of ailments that people nowadays just think they have to live with and that's just how life is just disappear by fixing a few a few little things that's why we start where we do in this magazine. Even sleep habits change. If your child wakes up once a night or more than that, changing their food can really help with that. Children, my children sleep all night long. I don't have them wake up till in the morning when we're all... And how old is your youngest that sleeps all night long? My oldest, my youngest youngest is seven months and he's slept all through the night since he was two months. And it's, it's because of our wonderful sleep habit book that we put in the 10 suggestions. Or yeah, in the like pregnancy that. tips in, in this the magazine that talks tips. about that. And because I, we, we eat fairly good food. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but we eat fairly good food, and it really does help. You can get your kids to sleep all night long. Well, you know, people, they say, well, I slept like a baby. Well, some of our kids, mom and my kids, you know, they... Wake up every hour. My job was to nudge mom because she was nursing. My job was to nudge her and let her know the kid was awake. <laughs> I helped with breastfeeding. Okay, but it, it's awesome when babies sleep all night long. It really is. Um, so the top ten is is not just something for pregnancy ladies, pregnant women. It's for a good lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, some good suggestions. Yeah, yeah, it covers, it It links into almost anything, especially for women's health. Now, men's health is, is great and very important, too, but especially for women, this one applies. It has the coconut oil and rebounding and all sorts of stuff with some invaluable links. So if you have any questions on, on how you could be healthy during pregnancy or just as a woman in general, and even as a man, there's lots of information in that article, lots of links and lots of insight. How many times has this page been... Put into the magazine. Seven times. Oh um, no, the pH. That's the first time that one's been in there. Okay, let, let me just go over. I want to go over this a little bit. pH. The pH that our urine pH should be between seven point two and eight. Okay. So if we're eating down in the, I mean, we're eating in the threes and the fours and the, you know, we're eating real acidic. We can't expect our pH to be proper. So. The smaller the number, the more acidic, okay? So this kind of gives the reader the idea of, you know, uh, I have been acidic, I need to be in the, I need to be in the vegetables and the fruits and things like that versus the meats and the, and the stuff like that. So that's in there also. Uh, we've kind of burned out the time here. 
anybody else got any last things they want to jump in here and say? You want to talk about the, um, share your recipes with us? Oh, at the back of every magazine, we do have a page with some information about sharing a recipe because we love to hear from people all over about what works for them and what has helped them to improve their health or has helped them to get away from boxes, bags, and cans. Um, so, uh, I like you, that, boxes, bags, and cans. I like that. Yeah, boxes, bags, and cans. So it has, um, if you want to subscribe to this magazine, you go to drugfreehelpstore.com. Slash subscribe, and um, it will let you subscribe to this magazine. And in the back of the magazine, we really you could end up with um, discounts on Dr. James's website on his products and his herbs um, just for submitting your recipe if we use it. So this please. is also a free subscription. Oh yes, it's a free subscription. It doesn't cost for this magazine, but it's amazing information. It's awesome. People are absolutely loving it. The input is great. So we want your input. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, my, my phone's going off for telephone calls, so I guess we're done. It's been good having everybody here. Uh, we'll do this again. Thank you.